Hi, welcome to Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. This is Diane, your lactation consultant. And this is Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. And today's episode is brought to you by Sarah's Chill, because I was just kidding last week <laughs> when I said that it was their last week. Sarah's Chill is uh, still with us. Never worry about safely storing your breast milk or formula again. Sarah's Chill was invented by a mom for moms and offers guaranteed convenience with their double-walled stainless steel container. And today's episode is also brought to you by Simple Wishes. Welcome, Simple Wishes. Simple Wishes offers hands-free pumping and nursing bras featuring a patented dual-function nursing clasp. Um, We will hear more from our sponsors later, but um, you can head to badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com and check our sponsor page and see if you can give any of them your business. They make this podcast possible. Uh, check there. And also, while you're there, you can scroll down and enter your email address and you'll get episodes sent straight to your inbox every Monday. And now Diane has our review of the week. And it comes from Australia and it also comes from our Gmail. So this came to um, the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast at gmail.com. And she says, hello from Australia. I just wanted to say thank you for your amazing podcast. It has helped me find my feet as a new mom. I've been in lockdown here since the day after my daughter was born. She is now four months old. All I have had for guidance and support is online mothers groups during this time. And we all know how judgmental they can be. I read loads of parenting books like Save Our Sleep that recommends strict schedules and cry it out for babies, but that just didn't feel right to me. And everything my natural instincts have told me to do, people say is wrong. Your podcast has given me the confidence to trust my instincts and not listen to the draconian advice from experts, put that in quotes, and other mothers. So thank you very much. One podcast I love is the one about alcohol and breastfeeding. Australians love their booze as much as Americans. I remember not long after my daughter was born, I was just craving a beer. To mark this momentous occasion of my first beer in what seemed like forever, I posted a photo to my social media story. I shit you not, within seconds, a friend of mine had, who had had her baby a couple weeks prior messaged me to ask if I'd stop breastfeeding because I have a drink. I told her no, but I felt I needed to justify myself to her. Fast forward a few weeks again, I was having a beer at a barbecue and the same woman messaged me again asking if I had stopped breastfeeding, all because I decided to enjoy a beer. It's crazy how many mothers blindly accept these misconceptions and judge other mothers for going against the norm. I just refer people to your podcast now. So thank you again. Your podcast has saved me and my sanity during this crazy time. Thank you so much. I love it that, well, first of all, the alcohol episode is like a favorite of many. That has been a hugely popular That's our episode. Most downloaded episode, yeah. Yeah. So and, and I mean, I'm not surprised that she got backlash because that's what happens, right? But good for you for like being like, mm, I'm good. Thank you. And thank you so much for listening. This is a very isolating time for parents. I mean, we can't believe she's been in lockdown since I know lo- Australia went into a super long lockdown. Yeah. Um, and uh I feel like I'm in tune with Australia because the person who <laughs> runs the dojo that I do the karate in is, is the headquarters is in Australia. So I always see the like updates and they uh, were in lockdown forever. Yeah, forever. It seemed like so. Uh, yeah. So hopefully that can't will even normalize. imagine having a baby when you can't even go out or see. Oh, so know. that's so isolating. So I'm glad we were able to join you for that. Thank you. And thank you so much for writing in and send us your reviews. Tell us what episodes you like and why. 
give us suggestions, whatever, you know, whatever you is on your mind, go ahead and shoot it our way. It's badassbreastfeedingpodcast at gmail.com or put them on iTunes because that really helps us a lot when you put them on iTunes. And, um, you know, we switch back and forth with where we read them from. So some people throw them on Instagram for us. However you need to reach out to us is fine. Thank you. Yeah, but really, can you put some on iTunes? I know there's people out there who haven't left reviews and like, you know, I understand. Not, you know, not everybody is just like leaving reviews everywhere, but it really, really, really does help the podcast. And Mm -hmm. if it's just something you can just like say a line or whatever, you don't have to go into a whole thing. I know we read the ones that where people are really sharing their stories, but you don't have to do that. If you're not one to just like share your whole story, you don't have to do that. Just, you know, a little something is very, very helpful. So today we are going to talk about red flags and the difference between, we were just talking about this before we popped on, the difference between the red flags and the myths, because you know we love our myths. We love our myth episodes. But I really feel like the difference between the red flags and the myths are like the myths, you're just kind of like reading something on the internet or somebody randomly told you, or maybe like this that our review said you see something in a mom's group or whatever, and you just kind of like blindly follow that. But those the red flags are when somebody tells you something and you're like, that doesn't seem quite right to me. And usually it's that like a health professional or, you know, some somebody that has some kind of what's the word I'm looking for? Like there's a professional background to what they're telling you. Some kind of medical authority. Yeah. You know, so authority. Like that's a perfect authority, word. Yeah. yeah. And you're kind of like, but I don't feel like that's right advice. You know, and that little, that little red flag in your head is like waving, you know, and that's kind of what we're going to talk about today because it, it happens a lot. It happens a lot. And we get a lot of that because people will message us and be like, this is what I was told. Is this right? And we're like, um, hell no. So we thought we would talk about that today. And also red flags is like going viral on the internet. So we decided we'd jump on the bandwagon. Oh, is that why? Yeah. <laughs> There's a method to our madness. There is. Everybody. You know, it's like red flags in relationships, red flags and, you know, all these things. And so now we're going to do our own red flags. Yeah. So screw it. We got red flags too. We're important. Yeah. There's red flags everywhere. Yeah. And if you didn't know some of this stuff before now, you can have that red flag waving in your mind. If you hear it from somebody, you mm-hmm. can go, oh, I don't know about that. Yeah. And it it really, I, and I know we've talked about this before on the podcast, like here and there, but we didn't call it, you know, obviously we didn't call it red flags because it just wasn't trending then. Right. But <laughs> what we really want, like, this is when we talk about, like, follow your instinct. If your mom instinct is, is your parental instinct, your baby instinct is telling you this doesn't seem right, then that is what you need to listen to. And I have had so many parents that have come to me with stuff and they've been like, I just don't feel like things are, you know, this happened not that long ago. A mom came to me and she's like, I just don't feel like things are are going okay. You know, hmm. people keep telling me it's fine you know, it's fine. This is normal. It's fine. Don't worry about it. And I just feel like it's not. And when I saw them, I was like, yeah, you're right. It's not like her, her behavior, like she didn't have a good, this was a baby that was like feeding constantly. And we always go, oh, that's normal, right? Like, because it is to a certain degree, obviously babies feed all the time, but this was very extensive. And it was like, 
she was like, I just, you know, I, I just feel like something's not okay here. And she was very right. The baby was not transferring very well. Her suck reflex wasn't very good. Her coordination wasn't very good. So she was just constantly feeding to make up for it, obviously. And um, mom was just like, I don't, people keep telling me that this is what babies do. And I just don't think it's right. I'm like, you're right. You got to listen to your instinct. You have to listen to your instinct because it's going to be right all the time. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I would pause there for a fact. But <laughs> so, I mean, do you want to do one first that we had, or do you want me? I mean, I know I just kind of did one, but that wasn't my main one that I was going to talk about. That's just the one that popped yeah, in my no, head. I can talk about one. And this was, you know, this is what you hear a lot. You hear a lot from, um, like you, you, the problem is, is that some of this stuff comes from lactation professionals, right? right? So you're like, here's a person who specializes in breastfeeding. And then, so I'm supposed to, you know, of course, they're going to know. So, but we hear a lot. Sometimes you'll hear a lot from lactation professionals that, it, you know, you'll say, oh, it hurts. My nipple hurts. Something seems wrong. It hurts. And they'll say, oh, um, yeah, it hurts a little bit. You know, you just power through the pain. Please don't you know, do that. Just be strong. Just power through. And like, this is not what this is about. This mm -mm. is not torture. This is you're establishing breastfeeding and it is not supposed you're not supposed to power through things. There's plenty of things in life you're going to have to power through. And this is pain <laughs> while you're breastfeeding is not one of them. This one happens so often that I've actually integrated it into my prenatal classes to tell people if you are told when you are in the hospital, if you are told the pain that you are feeling is normal. That is not the correct answer. Like I I actually have to tell people that now. I've had mm -hmm. people come out of the hospital with like bleeding nipples and we're told, "Oh, but you're breastfeeding. That's what it's like for the first couple of weeks and then it'll be fine." That's what they're by they're told that by lactation consultants or by mother baby nurses in the hospital. Like that is not no. No, you should no. That is not what what should be happening here. And I think that's a good point is that a lot of times this happens in the hospital because the um, the breastfeeding support in the hospital is just the same as all the other support. It's it's based on kind of protocol and policy to get you in and get you out. Mm -hmm. So they don't have a lot of time to be spending on every step of the way. It's just not how it's set up. And, you know, a lot of times people get through it fine. And a lot of times you get all tangled up and you're not getting the help that you need. And then, you know, then you're kind of, then you leave the hospital and then, and you know, you're not, you're not off on the, you know, the right foot. And that's happening more and more because of the pandemic. You know, people yeah. aren't staying in the hospital very long. They're not getting the attention that they need. They're, the staffing is very short. Yeah. So we're seeing that more and more and more, which is even more reason to like, have your ducks in a row before you even go in and to know like, okay, who can I call that I trust when I leave here? Because I might not get the the support and the information that I need while I'm inpatient. Um, a lot more people are choosing to not even birth in a hospital anymore. I mean, I'm seeing that where I live. I don't know if that's been common where anybody else is, but I've seen home births just skyrocket here. Because people are like, hell no, I'm not going in there. But it's... um we do see that a lot. Like you just, you know, the pain is normal. You're going to be in pain 
And it's really, that's not what you're supposed to, it's not what's supposed to be happening. You shouldn't have to power through any, the pain of anything. No, not only should you not have to power through it, but like, it's an indication that something isn't right. So if Mm -hmm. you're just power throughing it and you're ignoring it and you're like, okay, I'll just get through it and deal with it. Then the problem is not being dealt with. Exactly. And And the baby's not eating. And the babies, I mean, the, the the chance that your baby is not, obviously, so let's look at it, like, let's break it all apart. If your baby is not latching well, and they are causing you that much pain, then they're not latched on well, which means they're not going to feed well, and they're not getting the milk that they need, which will eventually lead to a milk supply problem because they're not they're not taking the milk like they need to. And their likelihood of them feeding more frequently because they're not getting the milk that they need which is going to cause you even more pain. Like it is not a sustainable thing at all. Yeah. Which is why right. we're like, you need to fix this. This has to get fixed and it can be fixed if you just get the right help. But when people are telling you, oh, that's normal, then you kind of go along for weeks. That's why I see people that, you know, it's been weeks that they're dealing with this pain and they're like, well, I just thought it would go away because somebody told them that. And it's like, no. We, we need to fix it. We need to fix it early because it's not sustainable at all. Or that's why people stop breastfeeding or they wean early because somebody told them this is normal. It'll go away. And they're just like, I can't deal with it anymore. And they just stop. Which, you know what? Who can blame them? Honestly, nobody wants to do anything that hurts for weeks. Give me a break. Yeah. And, you know, so like when you leave the hospital, it's very normal. You have like, you know, when you leave the hospital, you have like, your next appointment, usually you have your appointment with your pediatrician like already set up. You know, there's like, I don't know, what, a four-day appointment or something? Yeah, usually right after discharge. Yeah. Right. Day three, so day four, whatever it is. And you go out, so you go to that appointment and people are very, you know, people go, people do this. It's very normal to go to your pediatrician. But like people then think that an, a lactation consultant is like this extra, well, that's just bonus stuff. You know, you don't need it. It's just extra whatever. But that is going to be even more than your pediatrician. It's going, well, maybe not more, but I mean, you, it, that's going to be the main thing of your relationship with your baby for quite a while is breastfeeding, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's not this extra thing to hire like an outside lactation consultant. You know, it's not, it's not an, it's not extra. It should be like seen as equal as going to your pediatrician. You're taking care of your child, your child's health and the breastfeeding. And you, because you're the one doing and it. You. Yeah, right. And then you, you don't, you know, then the whole power through the pain thing, then then you won't be in pain. Yeah. Like it's, yeah, it, it's just, it shouldn't be happening. So no powering through anything but joyful feedings that's right. what we want everybody to be powering through yeah because you really you just can't you just can't do it um should i well maybe we should do our sponsors and then all i'll right. get into my mind because now i'm gonna like all right rant on diane's mine, gonna so. take a second and gather her thoughts <laughs> i'm gonna gather them in <laughs> okay we'll be right back Today's episode is sponsored by Simple Wishes. Simple Wishes offers hands-free pumping and nursing bras featuring a patented dual-function nursing clasp to easily switch between nursing and pumping and buttery soft, light-as-air fabrics for 24-7 comfort. Simply undo the lower clasp and slide your pump flange into the hidden pump support liner for a hands-free pumping experience. 
undo the upper clasp for easy access for breastfeeding. Simple Wishes bras are smooth with no lumps that show under your shirt. The bras are designed to fit every shape of breast so that you don't need to feel uncomfortable while you are trying to pump or enjoy a nursing session with your baby. No one wants to waste their money on cheap products that don't last. Simple Wishes has you covered for your entire journey. You can check out every style of bra at simplewishes.com and use code BADASS30 for, you guessed it, 30% off. Uh, simplewishes.com, um, badass 30. And today's episode is brought to you by Sarah's chill because I was just kidding. And they're here. (laughs) Never worry about safely storing your breast milk or formula again. Sarah's chill offers guaranteed convenience with their double walled stainless steel container. A little bit of water and ice is all you need to keep your breast milk or formula safe for 20 hours. No more lugging around chunky coolers and dozens of containers. You can pump and double pump all day into one sleek container. The chillers are dishwasher safe, airport friendly, and last a lifetime. Use it for wine, coffee, and any of your other f- of your favorite beverages or snacks when you're done uh, breast or bottle feeding. Head to sarahschill.com or check them out at Sarah's Chill on Instagram. And you can actually see on Instagram a little diagram of how you can break the bottle down and use it in a million different ways and all the parts that come apart. And it's just one container. It's pretty cool. Um, and you can go to sarahschill.com and use Badass Breastfeeders 15 for 15% off. That's sarahschill, C-E-R-E-S-C-H-I-L-L.com. Badass Breastfeeders 15. And um, you can find all of our sponsors and their promo codes um, at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com in our show notes underneath this episode. And you'll find in our show notes as well, you'll find information um, about things we talked about in this episode. And you'll find our breastfeeding resources, all of our other episodes, and information about scheduling your very own one-on-one online lactation consultation with Diane. And we'll talk about red flags while we're we're consulting. So the one that I wanted to talk about had to do with um, information that somebody got from a pediatrician. And I can kind of get into the story a little bit because I was so angry about this story. And it was um, somebody that I knew before she got pregnant. So she had this baby. And first of all, anybody out there that is listening right now, if you happen to randomly know a lactation consultant, Like just randomly, like you get pregnant, you spark up a conversation with somebody and they say, oh, I'm a lactation consultant. Please contact them. Just, (laughs) just to con, like, please do it because you will not be sorry. That's what they're there for. That's what they're there for. So this mama who I, you know, I knew Prior to, I'm not going to say how I know her because people around, the, if anybody here in my town listens and they might pick up on how they I know her, but I knew her before she got pregnant and then she got pregnant and we had many conversations about her baby and pregnancy and where to deliver and OB's offices and like all these different things. So that like two months goes by and that's when she contacts me two months in to this relationship with her baby where she should have contacted me like the day she got home from the hospital. But at this point now she's on her third pediatrician, right? 
this is a very, she's a younger first time single mom. And her first pediatrician, she asked, it was like a family med practice or something like that. Kind of clinic-y. She went, she called them and asked them a question about something that was going on with her baby. And their response was, hmm, we don't know. So she left them. (laughs) Then she's at this other pediatrician. And this was one of the things. Now, her baby in between this had been sick with RSV. Um, The weight gain, his weight gain had slowed. And she said, I'm going to read this text that she sent to me. Um, I switched to another pediatrician who told me he wasn't gaining enough weight and then told me to put four to six hours between his feedings and only let him eat for 20 minutes. But that didn't sound right to me, especially if he wasn't gaining enough. So I switched to a different pediatrician. So she goes in and the other thing this pediatrician also told her was, and this is a baby that's one month old. Your baby should not be cluster feeding because he's too old to be cluster feeding and you need to stretch out his feedings so that he knows that he can't just be feeding all the time. But by the way, his weight gain isn't good. (laughs) He's not getting enough weight. So limit his feeding. Right. He's not getting enough weight. So let's limit his feedings and stretch him out. And, but she, in her head, she was like, that doesn't sound right to me. So then she switched pediatricians again. And then the third pediatrician was horrible to her. So then I was just like, I can't just, I I have, I got to bring you in with me. Like I have to have to switch you to my pediatrician, but now she's got a reputation of going from like pediatrician to pediatrician to pediatrician when really it wasn't like, and people get that reputation if they like argue with their pediatrician and then, you know, whatever. But she was just like, I'm trying to find guidance. I'm trying to find somebody that can like lead me in the right direction here with my baby. And I'm getting really bad information that doesn't sound right to me. So I'm leaving you. Which is the right thing to do, honestly. Like if you're getting information from somebody and you're like, that doesn't sound right, then it's probably not right. And that's exactly what was going on here. She's like, this doesn't sound right to me and it's not fixing my problem. So I need to find somebody that's going to help me. And that is a really important voice to listen to in your head. It really is. Like you can't just randomly be following people that are like, Oh, do that. You know, somebody, especially somebody tells you your newborn shouldn't be cluster feeding. Like that's a normal part of being a baby. Yeah. Any of that information that it's just like they're nursing too much, you know, they just shouldn't be nursing that much. Or don't let them nurse that much. Yeah. Right. Um, There. And it just, I, I swear like these parents, like new, especially new parents, like it is amazing to me how they know. They always know that this is not good information. They always know. And they will tell a trusted source, I don't feel like this is right. And I remember a mom that had come to one of my groups one time. This is like pre-COVID. And she was like, yeah, the pediatrician told me not to hold him so much. And this was like, I don't know, like a four-week-old or six, like super young baby. Who cares how old they are? Exactly. Right. I told me I can't hold him so much or else he's going to get used to it. So he's just been crying. Like, oh, my God. And I'm like, no, you can hold him. She's like, is it OK? I'm like, yes, you it is fine. He needs you forever and ever and ever. 
But these, it's like, you know, they know these parents always know this is not good information. I don't feel like this is, this doesn't feel right to me. And that is what, like, I cannot stress that enough. Like that is what you need to listen to. If it doesn't feel right to you, you need to question it seriously because it just is not, it's not good information. And somebody who, especially people like, I mean, and it sounds like we're like totally downing the medical profession, which I'm part of, by the way, but they're not with you. Like even your lactation consultant. So I like when I, when I spend time with, with people, you know, with parents, I'll spend an hour with them at a time. I'm finding out their situation. I'm listening to their, what's going on with them, finding what out, what, you know, what their biggest concern is and addressing that and, you know, problem solving and, you know, doing all those things. Doctors, pediatricians, hospital staff, like they don't have that kind of time to spend with you. They do not know your family. They do not know you to give you the kind of advice to say like, oh, don't pick up your baby. He's just trying to get your attention. Don't let him do that. He doesn't need to eat. He doesn't need to cluster feed. Don't do like they don't know the situation of what's going on in your house. So why I don't care we- what's going on in your house. If anyone tells you not to pick up your baby, I don't ever see them ever again. <laughs> yeah, and that then there's that too. Seriously, that's insane. Yeah, it's, it's it's ridiculous information. But when you're a first time mom and you have like the medical authority telling you like this is what well of course right then you're like oh okay right like you just kind of yeah. blindly follow because you think that that's okay they're an supposed okay. to know right they're supposed to know exactly. I just can't. You know, and that's just, the whole thing. I'm not playing this whole game. I'm not playing that game of like, oh, not to bash the medical profession. Like, I, th- you know, if that's what you're getting out of these conversations, then like you're not paying attention. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm yeah. not, I don't need to coddle anybody. Like, these are people who are not trained in lactation and we're like giving you the information. Like mm-hmm. anybody whose feelings are hurt about that, well, then go ahead, get a life. The other thing that that mom told me the one that I was just telling the story about, she, that second pediatrician that she saw that was like, oh, don't let your baby cluster feed. Don't let, cause that was, she told me the practice that she went to. Cause I know all the practices around here and she, cause I, and I'm always like, who, who is it? So that I cannot yeah. refer people to that practice. <laughs> like that's basically what, you know, my, my whole main focus of life is. And <laughs> I said, who would, you know, she told me what practice it was. And I said, who is it? And she goes, she told me the the pediatrician, she goes, and she's pregnant. I was oh. like, oh, that's fantastic. Like, I can only imagine how that's going to go. Right. I remember, I know you guys have all heard the story of like that, or that pediatrician that I went to with Jack early on, who was like, who I, I was asking all these questions. Like, why do you have to start with, because there's those little charts of how do you start solids? And I was like, why do you have to start with rice cereal? And she was like, I don't know. That's just what they tell us. <laughs> and then she was like telling me to get Jack to sleep. Like you can just leave him. So like on night one, you just leave him for like one minute and then the next night for two minutes. And I'm like, he sleeps next to my bed. And she like <laughs> looks so confused. She didn't know. Anyway, all of these things. She was pregnant. Oh my God. Stop. Really? Yeah, yeah. She was totally pregnant. She had twins. Oh, I was like, oh my, yeah, here's the see. We're just clueless together here in this doctor's office. <laughs> we'll just be like clueless new parents. You're the doctor, I'm the patient. Awesome. I mean, <laughs> oh my gosh. <coughs> yeah. It's... I mean, yeah, they have babies too, and they have just as 
as just as you know the all the they don't have any information either. I mean, they have information, but a lot of it is not right. Right, and they're just when passing it, it on, sleep right? And breastfeeding and stuff, yeah. And you don't know, but like obviously you knew, like you were like that doesn't sound right to me. It just was so. sounding so weird. I was like, I mm-hmm. don't know, and like she, the, all of her answers to my questions were just like <laughs> she didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> just like making it up. It's like just admit you don't know instead of like making I know, stuff like up. maybe you should contact a lactation consultant or you know see somebody about a sleep professional or whatever, which I wouldn't have wanted to do, but. I don't know. Oh God. It's just, it is, it is really, it's really frustrating to, especially when you feel like you are, you're in need of help. Right. And you go to somebody Mm -hmm. for that help and you feel like you're just like hitting a brick wall and it's like, come on here. What are we doing? We need, you know, they could easily say to you, contact a lactation consultant. And of course, like our first story they might not tell you the best information either, but you really, once you're learning how to follow that instinct of yours and you know, like, this is not good information. I've had people that by the time they got to me, they'd already seen like three people and they were like, I just wasn't getting the help that I needed. It's like, you know what? Good for you that you just keep trying to like reaching out and and finding the answer to your question if it just doesn't seem right to you. Mm-hmm. The answers that you're mm-hmm. getting are not right or you feel like they're not right. You're right. You know, like it, it, it just sometimes it's mind, mind boggling. Oh, oh my God, I can't even talk. Mind boggling <laughs> to me the things that people tell me that they hear because I'm like, oh my gosh, that is from professionals. That is a ridiculous thing to tell somebody. And when this mom texted me and said, well, I was told to, you know, stretch out the feeds and, you know, not cluster feed and blah, blah, blah. And I was, I said to her, that's horrible advice. And she goes, yeah, that's why I left that office too. It's like, I don't blame you. How are you going to trust somebody you know you're getting bad advice from? You can't keep going to them. Mm-hmm. And you're you're a perfect example of that because didn't you leave that pediatrician like very shortly after she told you that? Oh, yeah, totally, yeah. I mean, it's yep. just you, you can't... How are you going to believe anything else they say? Right. I don't know. I've had some people that tell me, oh, yeah, I really like my pediatrician but they don't know anything about breastfeeding. So I just get that information from somewhere else. Like they just don't talk to them about certain things. Well, and that is appropriate. I mean, if your doctor, the problem with doctors is that, you know, if you're, if you go, if you go into a doctor's office and you're, they're looking at you and they're, you know, whatever, and they think that there's something wrong, they're going to refer you to a specialist. They're going to go, you know what, that patch on your skin looks really concerning. I want you to have that checked out. Or, you know, you're something else in your body. Yeah, yeah. I think that there is something that we should investigate further. They're going to refer you to a specialist. And so when a doctor is giving information about breastfeeding, what they should be saying is let's contact a lactation consultant for you who can help you with this area. But for some reason, in that particular situation, they don't do it. Because breastfeeding is just seen as disposable. Right. You know, well, if that works out, then it works out. If not, there's formula, no big deal. Except this is a big deal for people. It is a big deal. It is a big this deal. This is a bodily yeah. function. Just like, oh, you're just like that patch on your skin. It should be working. And if it's not, then let's get somebody in here to help fix it. Yeah. It's very simple. It's, it is. That's all you need. It's very simple. 
it's not working. Got to fix it. And it's, yeah, that if it's not, you're not getting the help you need, then that is a red flag. That is a huge red flag. So the things that I always tell parents is like when I'm doing prenatal stuff with them or even after I see them, you know, after the baby is born, especially if it's a pain related thing. I know we kind of started out with that, but it's like if if you're having pain that lasts throughout a feeding, that is a red flag. Like if somebody's telling you that the pain is normal, you should have pain all the time, that nipple damage is normal, that you're uncomfortable, that's normal. Like that is not normal and that should not be happening. Any other pain in your life, we know is like, okay, that's that means something's wrong. Nobody's wandering around with just bleeding body parts <laughs> saying that it's normal. Like yeah. that's not okay. It's like you're slamming your foot into the door every five seconds. Like yeah. that's you're not going to keep doing what's hurting. So why do people think that with breastfeeding, that's a normal process? It's not. That is why that's such a big red flag because it's like and people go, oh, your nipples will just toughen up and then you'll be fine. And it'll be just fine. Like that's not something that happens. Nipples don't just toughen up. It's not no. like they don't callous over like, right. you know, like your feet do. It's not like you're walking on them. So just when it sounds like it's not good information, don't ignore that red flag in your head. That's like my the bottom line. Do not ignore that red flag that goes off in your head. Yeah. On a side I mean, yeah, note. Any, yeah. Oh, so go ahead. What? No, I was going to say on a side note, I remember those red flags going off in my head when I was dating my first husband. So yeah, see, that's where the red, I think that's where, I don't remember the where, where the red flag thing started, but I, you say you see it most with like relationships. Yeah. with like relationships. I totally we all like know. to look back. We all mm-hmm. know. We all knew. We all knew every step of the way, right? You all, we all know. Mm-hmm. Don't ignore just, it. Yeah. And you might think I'm a first time mom. I don't know what I'm talking about or I've never breastfed before. I don't know. You know, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. They know more than me. I'm young. Maybe I just am not experienced enough. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You know, you know what's going on. Yeah. And anyone that treats your questions or whatever with just like, oh, whatever, you know, like it is disposable, like whatever, you know. That's not okay. No. Or just like blindly want you to follow their guidance. Do this, do this, do this. Mm -mm. No, it should be a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. But that's it. That's our red flags. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Bye. Bye.